You're listening to The Red Tales, the Moddy Body Red podcast, which candidly celebrates the messy and iconic parts of our teenage years and our bodies. From juggling changing friendship groups, dealing with first heartbreaks, and waking up to changing body parts, our teenage years are filled with the most defining and often cringeworthy moments of our lives. Luckily, we're not alone. Moddy Body Red is the sustainable, easy-to-use period underwear for tweens and teens. It gives us the best protection against period leaks and stains, so we can ditch the pads and get on with living our best lives. I'm Sasha Meany, your host, and every fortnight I'll be joined by a young Aussie who isn't afraid to open up about the all-too-relatable moments from their teenage years and how they lived to tell the tale. Spoiler alert, make sure you listen to the very end of each podcast as we'll share with you our special Moddy Body discount code. We're pretty quick to call out a friend's dodgy lover or a manager's mistreatment, but when it comes to our friendship, our tongues are tied by history and belonging. It's rare we sit down with a friend that's deeply hurt us and explain to them what they've done. It's even more uncommon that we tell a friend that we can't be friends with them anymore. More often than not, we let the silence drift us away from one another to stay within the confines of obligation and never admit how we feel, even if it pains us. As I've grown up, I've begun to realise more and more the importance of energy, how fluid it is, and how deeply it influences how I feel on any given day. In high school, negative energy from girls I thought were my friends stripped me away from who I was. I felt I couldn't express myself fully, give my opinion, or even share my emotions for fear of what they may say or think. It's only been through meeting new people away from the high school environment that I've been able to grow into myself and realise that good friends empower you to be yourself. Toxic friendships are at the heart of today's episode, and we sit down with Daphne Hasmeli, who reflects on the ways her high school friendship turned toxic and the path forward from it. Hello, and thank you so much for joining us today, Daphne. Before we go into your story, what are your current feelings towards friendships and, you know, and your group situations? How much pressure do you put on yourself in your friendships? I feel like I put a lot of, I always want to be a good friend. Like it's something that I really keep in mind and I put pressure on myself. Like I want to be a good friend. Um, the past year has honestly been very lonely. Um, yeah. thanks to COVID and I'm like an extrovert. Like I leech my energy off of people and you want people, you want to feel like someone's supporting you. Um, but it's been really nice that like earlier this year, I found like a new group of friends and it's like, okay. yeah, that's lovely. Yeah. Especially after COVID. How, <laughs> This is not what we're going to be talking about yeah. for the rest of the podcast, but just as a tip for people who, you know, have gone through the pandemic as we all have yeah. and getting back out there, how did you make new friends after? Well, for me, luckily it was through a uni course where we all had to put on a play together. And it was one of those, I had one of these moments, like everyone was like bursting into like song. It was one of these moments where like, these are my people. And I was like, no matter where I end up, I just need to find like a theatre kid. I'm like, I found my people. Yeah. If I find one theatre kid, I'll be safe. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Great. And so today you're talking to us about toxic friendships. Um, could you set the scene for us a little bit? Whereabouts was in your life did this take place? So this was the last couple of years of high school. Um, they were my best friend. I met them first towards the end of year 10 and then things started getting more intense towards the last couple of years. Right. Um, but yeah, we, we shared a few classes. Um, I found them really interesting and just kind of became friends. And then what kind of happened was 
I developed a crush on them. And she, you know, kind of said, yeah, I like you back too. But it's like, oh, this won't work. Or like, we're in high school. It should be after. Okay, yeah, yeah. Fair enough. Like, I could deal with that. If not for the fact that throughout our friendship, she would continue to lead me on and manipulate me. And it was just that amongst a lot of other things that just, yeah. Yeah, sure. And um, and can I just ask, so with this friend yep. and the leading you on, yep. were you ever aware of it per se or is it something that you can label now in retrospect? Uh, I think there was definitely while during in high school I became aware of it, like after the first year, um, yeah. But it did take some time to kind of get there and like recognise a pattern. Um, yeah, there were just really different things like okay let's go into some incidents like yeah, sure. one thing was like okay yeah we already kind of established that I liked her but like nothing was happening cool cool fine and then she kind of like forced me into confessing to her again even though like I was already starting to kind of move on but because she gave me kind of gave me the assumption that like oh if I confess again then like something's gonna happen I was like okay fine I love you again and then she's like yeah, no, nah, I won't work. Bye. And then just disappeared. How did she bring this up? How did she bring this up? Like bring it about, like to force you to put put yourself in the stake again. I don't know. She just, she could be very vague and wishy-washy. And then there was all these mind games. Like, is she saying what I think she's saying? Like stuff like that. Um, so yeah. And then that was weird. Cause then it's like, well, that brought up feelings again. And I was like, what do I do with these feelings? Yeah. Um, so that was one thing. And then the other thing was like, okay, like if we can't be in a relationship, that's fine. Like I'm happy to be friends, but like, it was also like, she didn't want to just be friends, but she didn't want a relationship. So it was this weird thing of like, I feel like I'm in a relationship without any of the perks. Like, let me hold your hand or something. You know what I mean? Because I was like, she was going through a rough time in high school and I was really always there supporting her. Um, And like, whatever is going on in someone's life should never be an excuse for their behavior and how they treat you. But it can also be an explanation. Like, it's kind of, kind of good to know and, and keep in mind. How old did you say you were at this time? Um kind of began when I was like 15 and then yeah so you really 16, have like 17. no tools yeah <laughs> to say to somebody you're asking something that's unreasonable because at that age it feels like it's yeah oh, okay I'm gonna completely lose somebody forever and I'm never ever gonna have yeah. a friend again if I let go of this person yeah, yeah yeah and that's the thing like they were it was hard because they could seem like two separate people and I think that's what people need to realize about like why people sometimes stay in like a kind of like abusive relationship because you just, you see this real, like I, I see the good in people and yeah. it's hard to put them two together and you're like, you really want this part. So you stay around for the other part. That's really not great. What were the positives? You don't mind me asking? Cause you, this doesn't sound very nice. <laughs> right. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, well, she could be very kind and generous and, you know, small little, like, surprises. Like, oh, if I mentioned that, like, I hadn't eaten anything in the morning, she, like, bought me breakfast or something. That's or, nice, like, yeah. It wasn't all just, like, material stuff, but it was just, like, she was No, just, but that's thoughtful. Yeah, but it's thoughtful, exactly. And, yeah, we, we talked a lot. We had deep conversations and, like, we shared music and, like, talked about literature and stuff like that. And it was also, like, she could be really great. Yeah, of course. Yeah. It's... I think what I'm getting is that you guys had a lot of common interests yeah. and like, and a lot of fruitful and productive discussion yeah. over those interests, which yeah. is so like, it can be so hard to find those people mm, mm, mm. in high school. Um, but 
some of the <laughs> other behaviours sounds pretty yeah. bad. Did you ever speak to her or about it? Oh, yeah. Like, I came to a point where I was, like, realising this is bad. But what she was really good at is pretending that there was nothing wrong and nothing happened. And to me, like... I feel like that's like the gateway gaslight. You know what I yes. mean? Because that's because it makes you think, oh, maybe this isn't as bad as I think it is. Yeah. Or, you know, she could do the like the, the little comment here and there of like, oh, I'm too emotional, or, like oversensitive. And once, once she's like, you're on your period, even though I'm not. And it's like, I can't believe you as a woman would give me that. <laughs> like, give it back to me like that. Yeah. Such, I know. And it's like for a while, I was even shameful with periods because of that thing. So it was that. Yeah. But then, like, one time, one of the many times, I remember being like, we need to talk. And she's like, what do you want to talk about? And I was like, we need to talk to you. We need to, I need to talk to you about you. And she's like, oh, it's about my shitty personality. And, like, she was aware. She was aware sometimes how bad she was. And But then it would be like, oh, now she feels bad for the fact that I'm calling her out and I have to comfort her because she feels guilty about what she's done. And so we never kind of got... Addressed any, how you're feeling. Yeah. And she would invalidate my feelings too. Like, she'll hurt me. And then she's like, if you even have any feelings about this conversation, go talk to your other friends. I was like, if I even have any feelings, like, you just hurt me. Like, of course I'm going to have feelings. But I guess saying that kind of made her feel better. Like, I don't know. The way she expressed her feelings, that was really inappropriate hmm. and over the top. And yeah, she could just be sensitive. So... It sounds like you're empathetic almost to an extreme oh yeah <laughs> because if she's struggling and she got an eight of course you're going to be happy for her yeah yeah it was just whole cycle of like you know tension would build up something would happen we might not speak for a bit and then we're friends again it was that whole kind of bad cycle our relationship felt a bit like a waiting game we're just waiting around because every once in a while she'll be really nice or like say something really sweet or romantic it's like woo but because it was such a like high highs low lows yeah. you get what i mean um it feels it and i'm just sitting here listening yeah. to i'm exhausted <laughs> yeah it's a lot yeah um and you know she kind of began to like consume my whole world and life because like even when we weren't at school we were taught like chatting like all the time and in a way that also kind of isolated me from my own friend group we never sat together during lunch or recess because we had different friend groups but yeah it still kind of isolated me a bit and there came a point where I was like okay I need somebody else's perspective on this and I got a couple of friends perspective and I was like yeah you're right this is really bad but then she kind of found out that I was talking to people about her so then I was made feel I was made to feel bad about that because you know it's like oh you know you're you're gossiping or whatever but it's like yeah but I also need help like um so that was the whole thing so we finished high school we finished high school kind of as friends and then when we kind of we both went to the same uni when we began uni she seemed to change she genuinely seemed to i know after everything i've said you're like definitely like this yeah (laughs) but no she genuinely had seemed to change and i think it was also like we're out of that high school situation which regardless of toxic friendships is a really hard yeah it's it's really hard it's high intensity high alert the whole time and you know, there was less things for her to be upset about because we weren't spending as much time together. We weren't in the same class. Okay. It wasn't like that kind you of You were being compared against each other. No. Yeah, exactly. Like, so, you know, my, like, dial of, like, ooh. Because, like, I shut down. Like, we would never work as a couple anymore. But, like, my dial went up again. I was like, oh, maybe this would work. But by that point, she already had started, like, being interested in somebody else. Like, okay, cool, cool. Um, I ended up seeing somebody else, too. But 
throughout like the first couple of years of high school like we only had a couple of incidents like she was a generally like nice good friend but what also kind of happened that helped was so back in high school I came across a couple of articles about BPD which is borderline personality disorder and when I came across that I was like this explains her so much now I am not a medical professional. It was not in my right to like mention no. that to her because <laughs> that also caused an argument. I was like, what the hell? No. But years later, she did actually get diagnosed with this. I'm not right. saying, oh, look, I'm right. No, yeah. Because next time, like guys just subtly be like, I think you need to go seek help. Don't just throw a name of a disorder at them. But that kind of further helped, I think, both of us to kind of understand more where she's coming from. And it was just felt nice, like having in words somebody else describing exactly what she's done. I mean, yeah. like, okay, there are other people like this. I'm not completely crazy. Yada, yeah. Yada. Um, and yeah, like she's generally changed. And like, if I ever have a problem with her now, I feel like I can just talk about it. And even like, I wanted to do this podcast, but I was, obviously I wanted to run it by her first. Cause yeah. I didn't want to be that bad friend. who's was like, even if she doesn't want me to do it for me to go ahead and do it. And she was like, no, nah, go for it. Do it. I swear, it, t- it came to my eye because I was like, wow, high school the her yeah. would have never, because she was so like paranoid about me talking about her to other people. And then even like earlier this week, we were on the phone and we were reading some of our past chats together and we were both either like, well, you were so mean to me. But it was really cathartic that, you know, after this time I got to like... You got the recognition. Exactly. We got to talk about it. Like there were elements of recognition earlier, but yeah, this was pretty recent. It was like a bit like... Just maybe like a month ago, she said, like, if I ever read through our previous chats, I'd probably like vomit. But like, she managed to do it. Yeah. Like, it was, it was a casual, okay thing. Um, and yeah. And like, me saying all of this, I want to recognize that this is an exception. Yeah. <laughs> this is totally, don't, like, there was this one point where, okay, I'm judging myself. Like, why am I still friends with this person? I have a couple of friends who are judging me. There came a point where she herself was judging me. Yeah. Like, she was like... For being your friend. Yeah, you always say you're going to leave, but then you stay. And it's like, yeah, okay, I understand. Like, that's a bit more toxic from my part, if I keep saying this, but I keep saying... But it's also like... But it's also because you're so manipulative and make me think that you're going to change and, like, make it hard to leave and that kind of thing. But I feel like... If your own abuser is kind of like, this is weird, like, my craft isn't that great, what's wrong with you? I feel like that's a good sign to really try to leave. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I feel like this was a case of me in the past being way too forgiving and her generally changing afterwards. Um, it which sounds doesn't like at least happen. there was some space between year 10 or year 11 it's yeah. good that you guys got some space mm. from each other. And mm. I don't know, did she speak did she speak to a therapist prior to university or anything like that? She started going to therapy in the beginning of university. Yeah, because yeah. that's that's you're right. Like not having a diagnosis, mm. um, you can feel like a lot of your behavior is inexplicable yeah. or you're not in control. And I'm not excusing like yeah. that behavior yeah, yeah, at yeah, all. Yeah, yeah. But also like good on her for for the growth and yep. for like and seeking help and yep. and 
you know, working through life because we all have to do it. Yep. It's just that sometimes it's really important to have a system that can that can give you the words that you don't have yet for how you're feeling, yep. which sounds like she needed because otherwise you were the therapist, <laughs> like you were the sounding I board. Yeah. I really was yeah. a therapist, yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm glad that you guys are, uh, are friends now and have yeah. like a healthy we back do. and forth because I, I, I don't know about you, but I couldn't be that honest <laughs> with my friends, I don't think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> or I haven't had to yet. Like we still think of each other as like one of our closest friends. Um, and yeah, I'm always, she's always going to have a piece of my heart. I always want her as some part of my life. Yeah. Beautiful. Do you have any, like, as you've said, and I think it's so important that you've said this and that you acknowledge it, that this is an exception. Mm-mm-mm. But do you have any advice for other people who are trying to figure out if the relationship or the friendship that they're in is toxic? Yeah. What's a good barometer, do you think, for them to be like, do I get out or do I stay or what? I think the thing about the barometer that's hard is sometimes you don't know what your boundaries are until they're crossed. Yeah. Um, but I will say, like, something that helped for me is, like, anytime we had, like, a chat argument, after we've said goodbye to each other and like the energy like the emotions have gone down looking back at that chat in a calmer more objective position and then being able to judge yeah this is wrong and as hard as it is to talk to other people about this because it's also a bit shameful talk to your other friends get their opinion as well find a creative outlet to be honest like for me it was writing poetry but also listening to music i have a i put on like a playlist today of like what what i made of songs i listened to back then that would help me <laughs> like there were a couple of songs that i would listen to Do on you the have bus any right? <laughs> that you can tell us? um okay under the table by banks someone that loves you by hone and izzy blue there are a couple other ones, but those two, like, I would listen to on the bus ride to school and I would cry. Yeah, it hits Like, <laughs> it was, yeah, but it really helps because it's something else to connect to. Um, yeah. If you guys want to play, let's hit me up. <laughs> it's like a sad love. That's what I call it. Um, yeah. I'm lost for words. To be honest. <laughs> it is a lot. And, like, it's honestly, it's hard to navigate... Like, even looking back at this, because, like, when I was reading that thing, those stuff, it was like, why the hell was I still in this? But it's also, like, how do I come to terms with that, knowing what I know now, that, like, we're okay now. And it's, like, it's kind of, like, I just kind of, I'm just kind of, like, apologetic to my past self. But it's also, like, you know, it it sucks that you went through that. And, you know, it's hard to even, like, come to a conclusion of, like, was it worth it? But I still... As bad as it was for, for me back then, if I don't think of myself in, in the present tense of like being in year 10 or whatever, or year 11, then I'm okay. As long as I'm not thinking as her, because looking back at it, like, I don't, I don't regret that much of it because I've learned. Like, And I think your friend acknowledging that what you felt, feel, or you felt then was valid, her yeah. acknowledging that yeah, now yeah, yeah. Is a, is a big mm. difference to you being able to come to terms with it. Well, thank you so much okay. for joining us on the podcast. Um, your story is very unique. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you. Thank you. While relationships are the centre of our lives, they also can evolve with time. People stay, yes, but many will come and go sometimes without our control and sometimes because of it. If you're finding yourself wanting to distance yourself from a friendship or end it entirely, it's important to understand why before you move ahead. Has the person mistreated you? Have you grown apart? Because having clarity about what you feel will help you understand what you want going forward. 
There's no one way to break up a friendship, but there is always a kinder way. If somebody is treating you badly, try not to resort to the same behaviour. Give yourself time and space to reflect on what you want to say so you can do it with kindness and compassion. If you've known the friend for a long time, it could be worth having a conversation around why you feel a certain way and what you'd like or need from them to feel more supported and secure before you end things entirely. If the person has been treating you unkindly, an in-person conversation may feel too triggering. If that's the case, distance yourself. You might start by muting them on social media or by responding to their messages less. Consider writing them a letter explaining how you feel and wish them the best, but try not to get bogged down in a cycle of over-explaining or apologising. Lastly, remind yourself that people will come again. We often hold on to unhealthy relationships because we feel like we'll never find somebody else again. But this is simply untrue. The fact you found them at one point in time is proof enough that you will find somebody else. Thanks for listening to The Red Tales, the Muddy Body Red podcast. If you enjoyed tuning in to today's episode, related a bit too much to the story, or learned something new, please subscribe to our podcast and leave a review. If you're curious about our underwear and you'd love to give it a try, head to our website and use our exclusive code REDTAILS15 for 15% off. You can even join the Red Squad by signing up on our website to receive exclusive VIP offers. Lastly, to keep up with all things red, make sure to follow us on Instagram at moddybody underscore red. Remember, life is messy, but your period doesn't have to be.